and three, two, one, we are live. What's up, bro? <laughs> What's up, man? <laughs> bro, <laughs> we have tried doing this for so long. <laughs> I think it's been what, like some four months, three months. So it's been four, five months or something, and it's also been. I think this is like the fifth or sixth time, maybe possibly. Yeah, yeah, easily that we're that, trying to do this. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. We started off. I remember. Was it WWDC when we started off? That's in June. Yeah, I think I think that was the Fuck. first, and we were we had already talked about it for like a month before that. Fuck, bro, that's been a long yeah. time, man. Yeah, man. But, but I feel like within that time, podcasts have gotten so much hype. Like everyone is talking about podcasts. Everyone is making podcasts. Like as a non-podcast uh, listener, I'm like seeing so much podcast-related content, and I I just feel like I'm missing out. Yeah. No, for me, I've been listening to podcasts for a while now. It's been what around a year, more than a year now. And ever since then, you know, when you consume some kind of content as a creator, you want to create something like that. And I've yeah, been, it's always it's always a thought. Yeah, and I've been dying to do something like this. So yeah, bro, let's start. Roll the intro. You beautiful bastards! Hope you've had a fantastic day. What? Let's just jump into it. Hey guys! Hey, what is up, guys? Hello, internet. Hey, how's it going, friends? Hello, internet. What's up, guys? It's hey, you. brother. Good morning, John. Good morning, hey. It's Tuesday. What's up, everybody? Hey, how's it going? Let's get started. If you want to find the videos we talk about, all of their links will be in the show notes. We will also be compiling all the videos we talk about on this episode into a playlist that you can find on our YouTube channel. You will know if a video is added into our show notes if you hear this pop sound in this episode. You can also find all the videos on our website, which is kota dot design slash podcasts. That is k o t a dot design slash podcast to view all the videos. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to get regular updates about the Substation podcast. Awesome! That was that was a fl- good intro, bro. You were like you were in the flow. <laughs> I, I I wrote it down, bro. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> good one, good one, bro. The fact that you didn't realize that's crazy. Okay. Yeah, it was it was great. Okay, I, I think I think we should start with the video you showed me three days ago, which blew my fucking mind for some odd reason, and I have watched it easily like ten times by now. And maybe a proud New York would be nice enough to indulge me. So as we get to the end of a night of theater and comedy and sweaters coming on and off, I got one question for you. And that question is: Can I say my shit, New York? Can I say my shit? mouth but by that point a bunch of crumbs have accumulated at the bottom of the can so they all go spill it on my face what i'm trying to say is the diameter of pringle cans is way too small bro he went dude i don't i didn't i really <laughs> i really didn't know who to show that to i mean even like 
even if you just hear it it's like a great composition it's a great song like i have been listening to it like i've listened to it so many times now that like i just played in the background dude and i work and i'm i like know all the lyrics and stuff <laughs> but man when i saw it the first time i literally i got like goosebumps man it is so good dude just like randomly it's so good and i tried watching the netflix spe- special hmm yeah i wanted to ask oh, have you watched the net i mean did you finish watching it i tried it? watching it no 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 i i probably watched like the first like 10 15 minutes and it's basically a lot of these um like you could call them like acts like it's one song composition and he's talking about like a specific topic and he does like whatever there's like a couple of them and i like the kanye west one is like one of them that mm. comes probably much later in the show mm. bro yeah. when you showed it to me i was like oh mm. okay stand up and i have heard yeah. about bo bro he's been in youtube for a while Like, he's not I'm, only been in YouTube; he's just been in the like comedy stand-up industry like for a while. I meant he started in off in YouTube on YouTube. His comedy, oh, yeah, yeah. So I, did, I uh, didn't know that, bro. So apparently, I remember there was some uh, music video, or it was just him playing the piano or something like that. And he was apparently he was just showing it to his like family and friends and stuff. and that mm. went viral and from there he just started to do you know musical videos as well as comedy shorts and from there he's like here now but bro what struck me in that video was how well he had composed the entire yeah bro it was so it's it's like meticulous man it's meticulous like to the t because everything is a performance the lights is a performance the sound is a performance and then what he's saying is a performance and then three of them like become this one giant thing that is just so like unexpectedly awesome dude like it's just like done well it's very kanye it's heavily kanye yeah, it's very, that's yeah, it's heavily that's what kanye i loved inspired. also so it was like great and also the way the camera there was one shot yeah. where it like dollied to his face and you could see that there's a fan in front of yeah, him yeah, so his yeah. hair is blowing and shit and like, like suddenly becomes dimmer it, it looks like super dramatic yeah yeah that was crazy and he's to- he's talking about like burritos and like pringles cans and stuff and it just seems so like did you see the comment section of that yeah 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 so the, like, apparently i changed my life this changed my life or like stuff, no 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 so apparently that, that video the burrito is about how he has asked for so many things in life and now it doesn't fit and there was a similar metaphor to the pringles segment yeah yeah he says that like his problems are not like as high stakes as kanye's hmm. that's yeah. literally the line and that's why yeah. he says in the middle uh break it down he'll break it down and yeah, then from yeah. there it goes dark and deep and shit yeah 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 no, yeah, yeah oh, fuck i just realized what you're talking about the end when he says like he gets like full honest and shit and he starts talking about what stand up means like for a stand up creator and stuff it was like such a apt end it was yeah, so bro. so good man man but you know what i was thinking about earlier like this i guess even this whole comedy industry is fueled so much more by youtube like if you just look at the indian stand up youtube community it's like a it's like a category now because there would be so many like i feel like the way most people go about this is that you see this you know clip that's gone like viral or on its way to going viral and then you'll watch it and then it might be like hilarious or it might be shit and then if that guy comes to your city 
you will go for the show yeah. like if he's like exceptionally funny and bro the fact that you can monetize a stand up show on like youtube and like if you have like a million subscribers you're making like good enough income just from your youtube channel bro the indian stand up the indian stand up scene started off is and will continue to be youtube driven publicity yeah it was always youtube driven i mean f- forget i mean forget like the comedy scene right now where right now it's fully saturated but hmm. take it to like aib times man like aib started off on youtube f- and it became that. like a full on company that that was doing like different different things yeah but forget that like russell peter started off on youtube that's mm-hmm. where everything started off for him as well no but, but another thing that, that kind of struck me when i was going down this tangent in my head was that it's it happens very often now like especially with wolfpack or like many other bands where they will be releasing music and they will release it first on youtube and it just like i was thinking about this like we stand up and it just struck me that it makes more sense for a musician to um, upload onto youtube have like a nice channel that has like you know a lakh or 2 lakh subscribers and you'll get like a million views or like how many ever views you'll get whether it goes like viral or you know just your subscribers are watching it it's like nice monetization that you can get from people uh, streaming your music I-, i can get on board with the fact that like a new way for musicians to monetize their music is to shoot a video and then upload it onto youtube on their own channel and monetize those videos because mm. today i feel like musicians make all their money from like gigging like they go for live shows they get paid or whatever if you're having like a ticketed event you're like that big you're making like enough money and like obviously like you're doing like advertising work and all that shit especially smaller artists if you have like mm. a good youtube channel you can monetize that dude you you don't even have to put it on apple music if you're a small artist the best way to get publicity is youtube yeah so my like long term uh, thought process was because this is what has youtube has single handedly created a new relevance for like an artist creating like a really good music video mm-hmm. like you know they'll go fucking all out okay because earlier where are you going to see a music video bro you're going to see it like MTV. on vh1 or tv or some shit like you know and especially in this era no one is watching tv so like if you make like a crazy video and obviously people love your song already it's going to just increase the amount of views you're getting and that's, that's better monetization okay let's move to the next one do you have any some video to show um bro honestly when i was watching it i was literally like i didn't realize but i was smiling like the entire time i was watching it the your average consumer facetime video i have a turd on I... my shoulder <laughs> oh man the the face the 30 tech youtubers on your average consumer's channel all right guys so we are attempting the biggest group facetime chat ever bro when you showed me that video man it's i mean group video chats i mean yeah they're fun and all that but the sheer scale of that bro like what the fuck was going on i feel like they didn't do justice to the real estate of the, f- the screen but the fact that you can have 30 people at the same time and everybody getting a chance to speak that was something crazy bro. all right guys we are starting 
the FaceTime. Got it. Whoa. All right. Hey, finally. Oh, this, is, this is a lot. Yo. <laughs> it's getting crazy. And also, I mean, first of all, like the number one thing that I was thinking, like I immediately went down to the comments because it's just one of those videos. And dude, there was one that said like people said that the biggest, the best crossover movie or like the best, like, yeah, I think the best crossover movie was everyone said that it's uh, Avengers Infinity War. But this is the shit like this this is the yeah, ultimate bro. like to me i think that makes complete sense bro because it was just this is a collab that can never happen i mean apart from like ces and shit but like it's shitty in yeah. ces because like everyone is just in like a fish market essentially it was just it was just so nice to see everyone you know like fucking everyone was there dude bro because this wasn't just a regular group chat to us at least, between you and me, this was all of tech YouTube in one, in, in on one thread, on one conversation. You know how much content they could create? You know what kind of discussions could yeah, happen dude. if they have something like this? Imagine all of them having like a crazy discussion or imagine all of them live unboxing or live talking about something and imagine they go, imagine they go live. Imagine they have yeah. something like this going on, you know, at the same time, you know, how much content, you know, how relevant and how good of a quality the content will be. And I see this yeah, as bandwidth increases. I kind of envision something like, have, uh, do you remember that Black Mirror episode where it's, it's a, a typical Americans got talent kind of audition and the audience mm. is all virtual. All of them are like streaming it and they are also streaming their expressions and they have animoji expressions. So Holy imagine, shit. yeah, so imagine Holy you have shit. something like that. And I can clearly see that, you know, in the future, if you want to access your fans right now, we are commenting on YouTube videos. But later on, or like when you're live stream, if somebody's live streaming, you know, they can like instantly comment on the side. Imagine all those people who are super chatting, they are also live streaming. And, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, and of course. If yeah, you I get that, have I get it, that. if you have all of them at a lower, like real estate on the screen, on like the I creator. mean, there, there's, there has to be some user experience design that Apple has to figure out if they want to do this, because this is going to be a huge, maybe yeah. it can be VR. VR would be a great. Fuck if it's Apple, forget if it's Apple or not. I'm saying if it is a, if it's a thing, some technology mm -hmm. or some company does eventually, that will be crazy. And I honestly think YouTube also eventually could get to that, that state, you know? <laughs> this is, I feel like this is a birth of something really big. And we're just <laughs> like, we're talking about it right now. And like, you know, like two, three years down the line, it's just like a massive new phenomenon in the industry. Yeah, bro. Okay. Uh, we move to the next one. Do, do you have one off the top of your head? Do you have one? Yeah. Because there's one last one that I really want to talk to you about. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Uh, which one?
Yo guys, Jonathan here. So this past Friday, I thought it'd be a good idea to edit a video from start to finish on the iPad Pro. Plot twist was, it was a time-sensitive Kevin Kenton video that we were trying to shoot, edit, and get up all on YouTube the exact same day. He has no faith in me. I have some faith in like, you. Like 5 out of 10 IGN? Oh my god, dude. Shit, man. That, that changed everything for me, dude. You remember I was telling you that I predict... This drawing software is going to happen, whatever. My dreams are, have been, I've dug a grave and like buried them there. But <laughs> this is my second wish slash like prediction. They will bring Final Cut to the iPad. So this, if they don't do it, they're fucking stupid. Fuck Apple. I'm going to throw my iPhone in a well. Like, you know you're not going to do that. <laughs> you know you're it's, not. It's, it's waterproof, bro. I'll, I'll fish it out. I... I was melting while watching that video, dude. I was just thinking about the next generation iPad and the next generation iPad. Like it, we've gushed about this like too much by now, but I can't, I just can't get over the fact like when I'm seeing the workflow happen and he's doing everything, like he's syncing audio, like he's making cuts, he's putting like, he's color grading, everything, dude. Like it was insane. Okay. Say for example, sketching. Um, Procreate is amazing. Photo editing affinity photo illustration affinity designer there's like there's an app for everything on the ipad pro that does it you know as good as a mac it's just that the softwares that were created for the mac aren't on the ipad pro see these apps in isolation are insane okay they are probably at the same level of like pc grade photoshop counterparts but the problem is that People like us, like creative professionals, let's say I'm making an illustration and I have an iP iPad in front of me. Fuck illustration. Just think I, about like, just think about um, Final Cut. Okay. Let's say I'm a video editor and I take my iPad with me and I have all the footage. I have all the assets that I need to edit this video and I've put all of them onto my iPad. Okay. And then I go out, I like leave the house. I go to a cafe. I sit there. I make the entire edit. Okay. And then I come back. It's ready to export. Okay, and let's say I have Final Cut on my Mac as well. I mean, of course, I have Final Cut on my Mac. I just airdrop that project to my Mac. Hopefully, it's a Mac Pro or like an iMac Pro or something. And it just renders it. Hmm. That would be insane. I get what you mean. Okay. Let or me, even let me, if I have a MacBook Pro. Let me, let's let me, say I'm, I live in Delhi. I have a Mac Pro in my house. It's where I work. Okay. Like that is my work. Oh, machine. like a Mac Pro. Yeah. It's my work machine. That's what I edit video on. Okay. And it's, it's connected to the internet via ethernet always. And it's always on. It's like a server. Almost. I never put it off. Okay. And I, on my iPad have LTE and Apple has introduced a feature that is extremely similar to Chrome remote desktop. It's like a native Apple feature. Okay. And I go to, I, I come to Bangalore. Okay. I don't take my laptop with me. I just get my iPad and I have, I urgently, whatever someone calls me and he's like, you know, I really need this edit urgently. So I'm like, cool. I go to a place where there's like hopefully signal and I, I do, I do the entire edit on my iPad because all of my files are synced, all of my assets. I've already transferred all of my assets onto my iPad and all of those assets are there on my Mac as well. You just copy that entire folder. Okay. So I make the entire edit. I, I do everything. Okay. Like I'm ready to export. And then when it comes time to export my, my desktop at home 
एक्सपोर्ट से सो बेसिकली योर डेस्कटॉप इज योर लोकल क्लाउड कंप्यूटिंग server yes yes that's fuck you you finally got what i would say i mean it's a, it's it's like <laughs> cool. a tough thing to explain i guess i get uh, i get that i but let's see i mean the only thing i can say to all of this to even the jonathan morrison video of um, him editing the video on the ipad pro as well as the luma fusion video we just have to wait for wwdc man i hope that does something let's see what they do with ios 13 man Yeah. I feel like they'll open up the USB-C port also to be more multi-purpose. Um, to all the listeners, uh, get ready for this because Viraj and I both are very tech-oriented as well as tech-oriented. Tech we're we're geeks essentially. That's what Kota is yeah. trying to say. And 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 we we love chatting about these kind of things. If you are, then great. Otherwise, uh, if you don't, jo- let join us, us next week. <laughs> join us next week on subs. On the subs. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I have another video. I'm sure you watched it, bro. I love um, the fact that we have already seen all of the videos. Yeah. <laughs> the algorithm. Dude, I swear. I, I swear. I, you know, I really want a poster. um obviously i can never get this but i want a poster of the youtube algorithm in my room just you know nice typeface like a poster of the youtube algorithm like the algorithm I written in code i don't know if it's short enough or i don't know like <laughs> i don't know maybe it's just like one line bro you'll need to yeah you'll need to wallpaper your house it's with like the algorithm <laughs> it's, it's huge like <laughs> yeah bro it's not a book man it's a library it's fucking huge oh, like shit. not like some small tenth of thousands of lines of code it's gigantic okay you have watched this video hmm. it's the vox video about why ramen noodles is so popular in prisons instant ramen it's warm flavorful quick cheap and filling it's the chosen favorite among college kids and inmates across america check usage reports from the massachusetts department of corrections for example and you'll see that ramen was the number one sold item at prison commissaries. Ramen has become like cash among American prisoners because behind bars it can buy you anything. Anything. Anything that's got any value from clothes, drugs, uh a favor. Hey, I like the way your penmanship is. Can you write this letter for me? Can you draw this for me? You know, anything. It's it's literally gold. what did you think about that um it was good i, I don't know like it wasn't it wasn't one of those vox videos that really you know i got interested okay so i'll tell you why i really liked the ramen video hmm it is a form of currency it is an actual <laughs> form of currency it mm. shows how useless a dollar bill or a 10 rupee note mm. actually is cuz they literally took ramen noodles and by the way this this form of currency is consumable you can boil <laughs> boil water add this into it and eat it okay <laughs> but it is a form of currency and that is what is so crazy about this is the fact that the prison system has taken something like this because i mean obviously in in prison people can't use cash so then they started using this and this is a crazy system uh, have you also seen shashank redemption 
Yeah. So, you know, in Shawshank Redemption, in the starting, they used cigarettes as hmm. a form of currency. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, that's such a crazy scene. And oh my God, that's, that's insane. But here they have taken it to another level. Like the fact that it's ramen, bro. It's like top ramen. Like it also bro, brings me to bro, the- Just, I mean, you, you sort of explained it to me in a way that is like bubbling in my mind now. Hmm. In third world countries, what hmm. if they just introduced an alternate currency that is edible? Maybe not ramen, like in <laughs> in places that have like hunger, like malnutrition. I don't think that's a bad idea in not third world countries, but like countries where the form of currency has just skyrocketed out of inflation. Like uh, uh, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. those Zimbabwe currency. Hmm, yeah, like, it's like... I think, uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's like a billion or something. Yeah, something like that. And they, like, you know, you, for you to get a packet of maybe like, like some, some, some food, you, you have to like get a carton of <laughs> yeah. bills, bundles yeah. of bills, something like that. See, that's, that's what you kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> if for example, <laughs> bro, 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 I, I just, I just, I just typed currency inflation on Google. And on Amazon uh, India, it's written Zimbabwe t- ten trillion dollars, and it's for five hundred bucks, <laughs> for oh, five hundred rupees. Oh, <laughs> just but just think about it, bro. Like, is okay. Let's take the example of Zimbabwe. It would solve so many problems because the rich stay the same amount of rich. The poor are not hungry anymore. <laughs> And then once you're not hungry, you can be healthier. You can start, you know, working and then whatever it it goes on from there. And you don't even need to remove the currency. Like, I mean, it yeah. can still be. Leave the currency. Leave yeah, the currency. you can leave the currency, but then use this as a, hey, that's, I mean, I mean, but we are not. It is a good idea. Out. I yeah. think it is a good idea. It's like, a, if I mean, it's just like a biscuit or something, I don't know. <laughs> like, what is the <laughs> like, form of like, maybe it has to like adapt to the cuisine of Zimbabwe. Like maybe they have something that can be stored for like a minimum of like 10 years without rotting. Yeah. There must be some um, form of food. Or maybe 10 is years like, is also like too long. Maybe every five years you have to like go and take your perishable <laughs> money and get it exchanged <laughs> from the central bank. Or you just eat it, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or you spend it. It's, yeah, it's, it's amazing it. either way, bro. You can yeah. buy food with it. <laughs> bro, this is damn rude to Zimbabwe people, bro. Okay. It's like the stupidest idea ever. <laughs> just yeah. putting that out there to anyone that happens to hear this. Like, it's on record now that I think it's stupid. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go watch that video. It started in 1939, when two Jewish-German immigrants, Francis Wolff and Alfred Lyon, started the Blue Note jazz label in New York City that would come to be revered not only for its sound, but for its iconic album covers. Bro. How was it? (laughs) That was some crazy video. Yeah, dude. Dude. This, uh, whoever does earworm, Estelle, Estelle Caswell, Mm. dude, she creates one of the best videos on Fox, on YouTube, bro. 
like yeah 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 for sure man it's so well curated <clears throat> yeah i think i know exactly which video started all of this not just for you and me but for her as well when she the did the thing no history of rap music no it was called rap deconstructed yes then mm. she did kanye De- deconstructed then from there radiohead's videotape then yeah, she did one yeah. about stravinsky connected to bruno mars <laughs> there was the triplet flow uh, do you remember when she did grey poupon Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> that was that was crazy, man. Dude, like she really does a good job, like. And man, but Vox Vox in general has just I don't know is Vox and Vox Media the company that owns The Verge the same company? Yeah, yeah, they are. So a uh, Vox, The Verge, uh, Record, and Polygon are all owned by by the Vox Media. Ah, man, they are so good, man. Yeah, man. Even the the series that uh, borders yeah. that one guy that that's also so good, and it makes it so much better. That I mean, dude, he is honestly the guy in Vox who I'm most jealous of. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that is precisely what I want to do. That's the yeah. life I want to live. Like I I feel like the video that first showcased his work the best for me, and like opened my eyes to him as a. creator as an individual was when he did the series about Cuba Welcome to the Cuban economy Right after the socialist revolution in 1959 Fidel Castro's government seized almost all private businesses and land Every restaurant factory hospital and home was property of the government The state set prices for everything and decided how much people got paid The private sector disappeared overnight The world these men live in desperately Bro, that struck a chord mm. for me, man. Like, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he talked about um, Cuba's internet, uh, yeah, then he the talked about the localized internet, El Paquete Seminal. That is that weekly package mm. which they get on that terabyte hard hard drive. Um, for the listeners, this is basically Cuba's version of Netflix or Amazon Prime. They don't actually have in, like good internet, and over there, everything is censored. So what happens is they illegally download one hard drive worth of data, and they call it the El Paquete Seminal, which is the weekly package. And this hard drive and its content—I mean, the 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 terabyte worth of data—is physically transferred from one hard drive to another, and this spreads across the country. And this is how people get movies. This is how people get TV shows. They get Android apps. They get newsletters. they get everything everything from this alpa kate seminal and like that's when it it really showed that if people want information they know how to get it like people can get it his name is johnny harris by the way <laughs> johnny harris man and he just has a really good style there's another guy on vox who does this um, overrated Why? The, mm. How the Mona Lisa is overrated? I mean, why the Mona Lisa yeah. is overrated? Yeah. Why Jackson Pollock is overrated? Like that. Mm. But yeah. by far, the person. I mean, if you look at the credits in on Vox, you will always see this one name, and I have been obsessed with her work. And every time she puts out a video, I like, like it's it's you can clearly see her impact on Vox as a whole. 
um, Joss Funk. Mm. She did the one about uh, BBC uh, uh, Blue Planet. Oh yeah! Oh my and God, that was Planet so Earth good, three. dude. Yeah, and she she's done a bunch. How how Snapchat filters work? Oh my God, those are so good, so so good. I think they have really nailed the art. I mean, also I would also say both Verge and the Vox, they have really nailed the art of showcasing and visualizing information in an animation-based format. If you get what I mean. I mean, I would say Vox way more than the Verge. No, Verge the is Verge, slowly getting there. Like when they the Verge when does they, it, and the, I feel like the Verge has also had like a very turbulent. YouTube life. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. Their website is killing it. Like it's the one, you know, resource for like a lot of other tech YouTubers to like cite articles, but it's gone through its phases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when we started listening and watching to The Verge, what, 2013? When hmm. um, 90 Seconds on The Verge and everything was going on, that was a whole different scene. uh but then at that point of time the editor in chief for somebody else then they went through a lot of like they went through a lot of like turbulence and a lot of shit and then nilay patel is now the editor in chief and he redesigned the mm. entire system and he put a lot more effort into uh i mean uh, since we're on the topic of vox media bro word science oh. randomly out of nowhere what the fuck like yeah <laughs> Word sciences. I mean, they're small right now. And initially, I thought, why are they differentiating this channel from content that the that Vox can make, like or have on their YouTube channel? But I feel like it's better because they're going to focus more. Because the Verge was anyways doing all of these videos that were based on space and like technology. Yeah, I exactly. I mean, not consumer tech, but like technology, like on a population scale. So. I think it's a, it's a good distinction. I mean, the main reason why Verge exists is it's a tech channel. It's a it's a tech company. Yeah. I mean, Nilay Patel keeps saying something else, but it's predominantly a tech channel. The thing is, um, with the Verge, um, especially the Verge YouTube channel, it it needs to reflect the Verge website and the articles mm-hmm. that they do. So. um that is why I, you could clearly see a shift in how the you, the videos were um like 2015 2016 time where they were just just doing these like cnn kind of tech reviews you like know where an exhaustive like just like video the only i feel like the only thing that i would watch in the early days of the verge were of course of course number 1 and i still miss those days um 90 seconds on the verge hey it's monday june 25th 2012 and you're about to spend 90 seconds on the verge i'm josh topolski editor in chief of the verge and if you're wondering what you're watching right now it's our new daily video show where we give you the most important stories in about a minute and a half Bro- i could they mm-hmm. they should release an app which is obviously an app version of their website and just have a 90 seconds on the verge place i don't know ha huh, so i was saying that so the only two things i would watch on the verge we would watch on the verge at that time were 90 seconds on the verge and then flagship product reviews um i'm going to mm-hmm. add one more to that this is my next oh my god oh my god i fucking loved those yeah. 
Like I absolutely even though, loved. Even though it was such a controversial series to make, just like the concept of it, yeah. Like this should be your next. This is a tough task to do, and like you're not going to please everyone. But they they pulled it off really well, and it was interesting. Like it was a good watch. Yeah, 